The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The breaking news today is the Ottawa Red Blacks announced they have fired general manager Marcel Desjardins, or as their news release says, relieved him of his duties. I've been to several league meetings with him. We always had visits. He was always very, I thought, up front and forthright, but he had to go. They're 2-9! and nine. They're two and nine. What did you see coming? They're by far the worst team in the CFL. By far. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. It's a Tuesday. As my uh, French teacher, Mr. Struthers, used to say, all day. (laughs) What does that even mean? Him and my dad. What does that even mean? Is it Tuesday? Yeah, all day. Ah, ready to talk sports for the next two hours. We're going to tickle your funny bone a little bit. We almost came to blows in the bunker over today's poll question. I got to tell you that. Hey, but I think we've settled on a good one here today, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, Hey, Jenna Reagan's joining from Southern California. Sabres, Rod. Sabres. We were just talking about Jenna. We, and we said, she's going to be perking up to this poll question. Yes. So, uh, well, listen, here's what's happening on the show. The sports doctor, Dave Patrician, is joining us from Winnipeg to talk all things Winnipeg sports. The uh, high-flying Blue Bombers and Jets, dare I say, as the Jets have now recorded points in three straight as they go into Anaheim tonight. And then an hour two, former Pittsburgh Penguin, Ryan Malone. And I just want to tell my brother who watches every day, but Lee, you're going to want to be really paying attention an hour or two of the show when Ryan Malone joins us, because not only is he going to talk about the NHL and the Penguins for which he played, but also this, the movement to bring back the hockey program at Robert Morris University, which uh, my brother's daughter committed to, and then they pulled the plug on the hockey program. So they're trying to bring it back. Which was a big topic of conversation at the U of S Huskies women's game on the weekend. Wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Funny how things all tie together. So before we get into the quick six, here's the uh, fight that we had. I was like, pull a question. Maybe a good one would be, are you going to watch game one of the World Series tonight? Because I think I would be voting yes. You guys didn't want any part of that at all. You didn't want any part of that. And then there was the NFL question we've been holding on to since Friday when one of our viewers in London, Ontario, brought up the streaks of the Lions and the Cardinals, which one goes longer. And we're like, well, let's hang on to that one. And you said, we're NHL first. We got to go with a hockey question. So we came up with this. Who is the best team in the NHL right now? 
And I said, you know what? I got time for that. I got time for that. So we looked at the unbeaten teams, the Florida Panthers, who are off to their best start in franchise history, 6-0. Edmonton Oilers, how about that? The St. Louis Blues are unbeaten, and it's their best start ever. Where'd they come from? I know. And then we threw in the let's go Buffalo just because of what they're doing. They are the talk of the NHL. There's no doubt. They are the story. Yeah. They're the story. Those are our four teams. Who is the best team in the NHL right now? And you got 24 hours to vote on it. I haven't tweeted it yet, but I will. Can we get to the uh, quick six show horn, please? Thanks, Director Jordan. Who really piped up in this morning's meeting, and I added some really good things, I might add. Yes. I went in there after. I'm like, good for you, Jordan. How about that? Way to go, Jordan. Way to make your feelings known. Um, NHL last night. Let's go through it. Frederick Anderson made 24 saves against his former team, and the unbeaten Carolina Hurricanes matched the best five-game start in franchise history by defeating the struggling Toronto Maple Leafs 4-1. Jack Campbell stopped 31 shots for Toronto, who are 0-3-1 in their past four and have managed just one goal in three of those games. Hang on, we're coming back on that. Frank the Tank Vetrano and Joe Thornton scored for the first time this season, and Florida stretched its season-opening win streak to six games in beating Arizona 5-2 at FLA Live Arena. Um, I don't know how you people watch more than one game at once. Good for you. I can't. I sat there and I watched the Panthers and the Coyotes and I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Save for the WHL podcast I was on out of Lethbridge in the middle of that. But the, but the Panthers, we're going to come back to a Stanley Cup final prediction here in a moment on the quick six. They look really hot. The Coyotes have matched the worst start in franchise history. And can I say to you, what did I say a couple years ago? It's coming. Who called this? This guy. Andrew Mangiapane scored twice in Calgary, beat New York 5-1 for the Flames' third straight win. Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund each had a goal and a helper. And Christopher Tanev also scored for Calgary. Johnny Hockey got his seventh assist of the season, and Jacob Markstrom stopped to 28 shots. I want to throw in that former Pat and Warrior Dryden Hunt scored for the Rangers. Uh, Gregory Hoffman scored his first NHL goal and added a helper leading Columbus past Dallas 4-1 for their second win in three games. Victor Olofsson scored two goals and Craig Anderson made 35 saves in Buffalo's 5-1 win over Tampa Bay. When are we going to start talking about the Lightning? We got it soon. And the fact that they're a hot mess right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Scored two goals, and Billy Husso recorded his second career shutout as the St. Louis Blues remain undefeated in five games with a 2 nothing win over the Los Angeles Kings. It's the best start in Blues franchise history. Uh, that's the NHL thing. We'll come back on that. Point two, Monday Night Football. The New Orleans Saints have handed the Seattle Seahawks their third straight home loss in a 13-10 battle in the rain. I'm glad I didn't watch much of it, Moose. Uh, both teams managed only a touchdown. In uh, in a game where Seattle was still without quarterback Russell Wilson, New Orleans rookie kicker Brian Johnson booted two field goals to help notch the win for the Saints. Seahawks 2-5, and and at three games below 500, it's the worst record they've had in the Pete Carroll era. What did we say yesterday? All good things come to an end. I think we've reached that in Seattle. We've reached it in Seattle. Point three, I'm going to dabble on this. 
I uh, sashayed over to ESPN2 and I watched the Manning broadcast where it's Peyton Manning and Eli Manning sitting in their living rooms bringing in various guests and they just talk during the game. I don't know why anybody would ever go back to the traditional broadcast of Monday Night Football after watching. It was very entertaining. And they had Tom Brady on there, Tom Edward Brady. Tom was very awkward. You said you missed that part of it, eh? I did. I, I kind of got some of the Coles notes of it, but I missed it. I wish I would have seen it. Tom didn't know when to jump in and when not to jump in, but it's Tom Brady. He could have farted into the mic, and we would have thought it was great. Who cares? It's Tom Brady. Say whatever you want, Tom. But Peyton Manning is really all you need. I would sit and watch Peyton Manning talk during the whole game. He leads the whole thing. Eli just sits there and giggles uncomfortably. I know. And, like, Tom lost the bet, so he was wearing the uh, Eli Ole Miss jersey. Right? right? Tom's a, or a Peyton's a Tennessee guy. And then uh, Tom, I think, was talking about playing the, two e- the Mannings. And he's like, I like my games against Peyton a lot more than I did against Eli. And Eli just played. He's like, I like buy games against you, Tom. Yeah. He's obviously beat him in two Super Bowls. Because I've said I don't normally listen to the announcers anyways of football nor hockey. I'm not even listening. These guys just made me kind of sit up and listen. And I just love Peyton. He's hilarious. Yeah. So it got me thinking, you know, if the CFL and the TSN were to put their heads together and say, we should bring in some CFL greats and do the same thing for their broadcasts, which they probably won't because they'll go, it'll look like we're copying. Who cares? It's worthwhile. It's entertainment. Do it. Took him 10 years to put the shot clock on TSN and Sportsnet because Fox had it first. It was almost out of spite they wouldn't do it. (laughs) What do you mean almost out of spite? This is exactly why they wouldn't do it. We can't have the Americans beat us at something in hockey broadcasting. We invented it, for God's sake. Finally, they added it. So the CFL and TSN will probably never do this, but I thought for a while... And I came up with the name Adriano Belli. And for our American viewers, he was a Canadian defensive tackle who worked in his dad's butcher shop in Toronto. And he would run around kissing people on the field. I'm not even joking a little bit. They used to call him a kissing bandit. That's Adriano right. Belli. That's right. Who wouldn't want to see what this guy's... I'd like to know what he's doing now, let alone do a Manning-style broadcast. And then our friend, Mr. Furious, David Benefield. The uh, San Francisco product who played for the BC Lions. He had a cup of coffee with the 49ers. Those are the two guys that I would like to see. And before we move on to more CFL talk, you had some thoughts on who you'd like to see. You yeah. know, Manning-style CFL broadcast. Yeah, and I, and I kind of came away with the, with the Flutie brothers as the closest for me. You know, Darren Flutie was on CBC as an analyst for a time when they carried CFL games in the 90s and into the early 2000s. Um, and I think they'd be entertaining, Doug and Darren. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a lot of fun telling stories about old gray cups in the snow be and amazing. NFL and everything else while you're playing the games. I think that would be really cool down the stretch and into the playoffs. Uh, cool. John Schmeiser's watching in Kansas City. And he says uh, the Manning broadcast with Tom Brady was phenomenal. More of that, please. It was more entertaining than the game at times. Some of these CFL games this year could use some dressing up. Like the 32 to 3 spank job on Saturday, Hamilton, Ottawa, or the 45 to nothing spank job with Winnipeg, BC. Uh, Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says, Sorry, Rod, Walby and Stiegel. There is a lot of votes for Walby on that. That guy is very entertaining. And again, for our American viewers, he's the six foot eight, 400 pound lineman, the nickname Bluto, who's just, an un- just a Winnipeg icon. Um, mm, 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 moving on. 
moving on. I see. I got. I see it going. We got that going. Got the talk comments going on that, which is what we want to do. That's what we do here. Breaking news today. I was alerted to this first thing this morning. The Toronto Argonauts have traded quarterback Nick Fatty Arbuckle to the Edmonton Elks, per sources. This story broken by 3downnation.com. In exchange for Arbuckle, the Argos receive a third-round selection in the 2022 CFL draft, which could be upgraded to a second-round choice if the 28-year-old re-signs in the Alberta capital. First reply that I saw on Twitter to that was some fan going, why? And I'm like, couldn't have said it better myself. Why? You just shipped your franchise quarterback Edmonton out of there to Montreal, which really seems like there was more to that than meets the eye. And we thought you were going with Taylor Cornelius and Dakota Prukop. And then they turn around and acquire Nick Fatty Arbuckle from Toronto, who wasn't playing there because he lost the job to McLeod Bethel Tom. Why? And then the other thing is I went to the Argos website and the Edmonton's website, and it wasn't on either website. So it was three down, broke the story, but nobody else has reported it. So where are you on that trade, uh, Moose? Before we get onto some more fun things here. Yeah, I mean, Nick Arbuckle is still a young quarterback, 28 years old. Yeah. So... I look at this as being a move for the Elks saying, look at, we need to find our guy. He's had some success in this league. He's familiar. He's young. You know, he's not playing well in Toronto, but we think he still has something there and we want him to be our next guy. It doesn't cost you much. I mean, a third round pick, which ends up being a second round pick. If he sticks around in Edmonton, why not start to acquire some assets here and see if he can't be the next guy. If he's not, you're out of draft pick, a third round pick. If he doesn't resign and come back, then he's, you're out of third-round draft pick, and it's not a big deal. But if you think that Nick Arbuckle could be something in this league, then you're bringing in a guy who's young but, but old enough at 28, and he's ready to play and ready to start and ready to lead this team forward. You've got to have that continuity. You can't go into camp. I don't want to go into camp not sure who's going to play a quarterback. You kind of want to have some stability there if you're trying to turn this program around. Yeah. Chris Bird's watching in King City, Ontario, and he says, uh, why Arbuckle? One word, salary. Yeah, that's fair. But, these, you know, that's where sports loses me because, you know, I came up in an era you didn't really, where trades were literally trades. They were football trades. They were hockey trades. They were to make your team better. And I get that sports has changed and it's all about money now. I get that. But I don't apologize for the fact that it, loses me tank abbott's watching in the energy city and he says uh the elks wanted out of the contract and that's trevor harris and i'm like yeah why do they sign him in the first place then north side yeg in edmonton says cornelius isn't winning games why not very very excited about this guy's signing who what are you excited about who Fatty Arbuckle coming to town? I'm so confused. Are you getting him for salary? Are you getting him to win games? I don't. You're getting him to be the next guy. To be the next guy. Yeah. And he's cheaper than Trevor Harris. But you're paying him more than the guy you're starting. Got it. Today, yeah. State Fair Football. Point five. More fun stuff. And... 
Uh, by the way, the warm-up's brought to you by E-Call Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. We're going to have to break here in a couple of moments, so I'm just going to drop this stink bomb, and then we'll walk away for the four-minute break and come back. The Athletic, I pay my $70 a year, which isn't a lot. It's a lot more than the Columbia Records Cassette of the Month Club, but (laughs) it's worth the $70 a year, obviously. And they came out with projections. I love the numbers, and I love... The data, the analytics, doesn't really mean a lot, but it gives shows like us a lot to talk about. And their projections right now to win the divisions are to win the Atlantic Division, the Florida Panthers. To win the Metropolitan Division, do you want to know? Do you want to take a stab? The Carolina Hurricanes. To win the Central Division, the Colorado Avalanche. And to win the Pacific Division, the Edmonton Oilers. Wow. Right. Now, I think Maggie the Monkey could have probably done these projections based on what the records are happening. But I'm just saying they're not what they were going into the season. Nobody necessarily predicted this. So when I was on that podcast last night in Lethbridge with John Easthope, I asked him the origin of the surname Easthope. He said, Northern Britain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I have a bit of a fetish for those types of things, surnames and their origins. He said, who's your Stanley Cup final pick? And I said, well, I had the Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers, and I'm reserving the right come the new year to change that. For now, I'll stay with it because I'm not off the Vegas Golden Knights train, clearly fully on the Florida Panthers train, but... Those are the projections of the division winners. They didn't have a Stanley Cup final pick, but I'm just thinking, has yours changed? Hold that thought. I will. So the poll question is, who's the best team in the NHL right now? We haven't even got all the way through the quick six yet, so we'll be right back. The warm-up's brought to you by E. Cold Electric. We'll be right back on the Game Plus television network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, boy. We need a pit stop. Okay. Uh, We're calling in the world's fastest grounds crew. Look alive back there, guys. I know you can do this. Um, In the middle of the break, all of a sudden, my headphone uh, box just... It didn't die. It just went all weird. It started to sound like an old video game. Ping, 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 ping. Like I'm shooting a laser. Yeah. Ping, ping. And then... (laughs) You guys are you're hearing that, right? Because I hear talking going on back there. Can you, can you hear it? Yeah. No, I don't hear a ping, ping, ping. I, my headphones are You're fine. perfectly fine? 100%. Okay. So <clears throat> you people at home are going to be distracted as... It's, it's, it's Rolf, right? Is well, it Rolf? He's probably going to duck down and nobody's going to see Whoop. it. He's going to slide around here underneath and change oh, the battery. Oh, there's his hand. Yeah. Oh, can we go to the wide uh, shot? Uncle. 
Give us a wave, Rolf, with your right hand. Yay! <laughs> there he is. How about that? Magic! It's the world's fastest grounds crew. We're working on it. <laughs> My four favorite words in broadcasting. Good job, Rolf. And to all of you people back there. I'm, I'm sitting here awaiting a news release from the Toronto Argonauts or the Edmonton Elks. And if the other media have got it, good for them. Because I was alerted to the, this trade by the notifications from the score, from TSN, from every app. But there's been no, it's not on the team's websites anywhere. Toronto Argonauts trading quarterback Nick Arbuckle to the Edmonton Elks for a third round pick and the rights to a player on Edmonton's neg list. That kind of goes on to name the uh, stats for Nick Farty, uh, Farty, Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. But there's no explanation really of the trades here other than he was not. Did you do it? Thank you, Rolf. Ta-da. And it's working 100%. This guy's the best. Wow. Look at that. World's fastest pit crew right here. How about that? The RP Show. Thanks, guys. Uh, so where do we go from here, caller? Uh, we have the CFL fans locked in. We've got NHL fans, obviously. We had a question here earlier. Came from Trana. From the Beneath Sports Podcast says, with the Nick Arbuckle trade, how does the CFL improve the poor quarterback play and depth? Um, I feel like that's a topic for another time. There's, there's so many things going on here right now. My mind's turning to mush. Well, you did want Squirrel. to talk about the top teams in each division in the NHL. Yeah, so the- let's pause the CFL thing because as far as the poor quarterback play... I think they'd prefer that nobody talk about that and just distract you. Aren't the games great? We're playing. You know what I mean? It was close. The game was close. Yeah. It went down to the final play. Did you see that? Uh, Mike Horrigan's watching in Toronto in the 905. He says, Moose, thoughts on the Leaf game? Did I miss that segment? We'll spend 90 seconds on that for the Moose because yesterday you uh, said Sheldon Keefe's the problem, the head coach. Are we there yet with Toronto? Are we there? Throwing jerseys on the ice now. Do these guys even get through the season, Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe? Uh, the game was close. I was listening to part of it last night, and then something happened that broke it open Yeah, that the Hurricanes just took off of it. What happened? Well, just bad goal and, you know. Oh, boy. It's a culture. I think it's a culture issue. I really do. I don't think it's a Oh, great. What a time to decide that. I know. But I do. I I don't know. Again, I didn't really have a big back and forth, but like Theo Fleury jumped into it yesterday. Right. On our Twitter feed. And he said, the players got to hate losing. They don't really hate losing. And I said, you know, they have to learn how to win, but they have to really hate losing. And it doesn't feel like they do. And, you know, people want to, and I bring up, you know, Iserman didn't win a cup till he was in his 30s. I think he was 31 when he won. You have to learn how to win, too. Um, and the group around you. But when I watched that documentary, the thing that bugged me about Keefe is he's got that defeatist losing mentality. And I go back to the 5-1 game against Ottawa. They were up 5-1, ended up losing 6-5 in overtime. And as soon as Ottawa scored a goal, Keefe is on the bench in this documentary being like, yep, we're playing bad. Yep, we're going to lose. Guys, uh, you keep playing like this, we're going to lose. So all the players are sitting there thinking, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. There's no swagger. There's no confidence. There's no attack, attack. It's all about trying not to lose. And when you're thinking about falling, right, and someone says, don't fall, what do you do? You look down, and you probably end up falling, right? So 
I don't like that, that idea. I don't like that mentality. I don't like that way of thinking. And that's what I got from Sheldon Keefe. It was always kind of a losing mentality. Now, he's won, so give him the benefit of the doubt. But the players, too, have to learn how to lose. I've always been a big proponent of you don't need to get rid of Marner. You don't need to get rid of Tavares or Matthews. You don't got to get rid of players. You got to sit them down and say, you guys have to figure out how to win and learn how to do this and hate losing. But they're not there yet, and this is going to be could be a long year for the Leafs if they don't figure it out. I'm loath to obviously sit and talk about the Leafs every day. We got enough networks doing that in this country. Trust me. Well, and that's but, it. Like we've addressed this until they show signs of getting out of it. There's no need to keep beating this. Yeah, death. but I would suggest I've just lo- I just typed in Mitch Marner's salary. Three different figures came up for this season. The the latest one here from Forbes, <coughs> pardon me, has him at twelve point three million dollars. Marner. I thought he was 11-ish, but whatever. I think signing him for the production that he's had, regular season playoffs or otherwise, is grounds for dismissal right there. So anyways, that's the Toronto deal. And Mike Horgan, there is your answer from Moose on, again, what looks like another disappointing for the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But they completely fold their tents in Game 7 against Montreal last year in Round 2. And I'm like... What, what was done to address that? I know. Nothing. So Mike Babcock sitting in Saskatoon, laughing all the way to the bank, going, I'm not the problem. Ha! That's what Babs is thinking. Interesting point here. Uh, from the CFL fans, by the way, and uh, look, look, look at the comments coming in from Alex White. How about the Flames lately? Another guy. What do you think of Drake Batherson? Right? Like it's, I, th- I said to Darren, we had a very long meeting this morning. I said, we got to just stick to what we want to talk about here right now. The CFL fans have been upset that we've made a decision to go another direction in terms of the balance, the majority of the show. Newsflash, we're still talking more CFL than anybody else in the country. That is a fact. Yeah. So be patient and, and just, be, uh, just be entertained, okay? Uh, how about those Flames, though? I'll just say this. They've won, is it three in a row now? They're in New Jersey tonight. The Flames are coming around. This is very similar to me, to the National Football League, to a certain extent, the CFL. If you broke down the 82-game schedule into a 17-game schedule, we're only in week one in the NHL. Would you throw the baby out with the bathwater because of what happened in week one? You wouldn't. No. So all these generalizations and characterizations of any NHL team, frankly, the Leafs on the one end or the Oilers on the other is a little early to plan any parade for any team. I get that's what keeps us in business. I totally understand that. But you can't allow yourself to get caught up in the hype of what's going on outside your walls. Right. And I wonder who does. The teams that do, I think, are the losing teams. I would think they do. Yeah, the fan bases are all over this, right? I mean, they get obsessed with what's going on on the other side. But, yeah, the teams have to worry about themselves. And with the Flames, I mean, yeah, they seem to be figuring it out a little bit after a little bit of a rough start in the first couple of games. Um, Played pretty good against Washington, got out to a really good lead, ended up winning that hockey game. Um, winning again, and now New Jersey tonight is another good test for them. But it's all about, you know, Daryl Sutter coming in and building that culture, right? That winning culture, that swagger. Is this going to be a team that it starts expecting to win every night? 
and Calgary has an opportunity to get there. There's some good players there. So it's exciting to watch where, the, where these teams go, Winnipeg included playing tonight. So they're starting to put points together in multiple games and having that expectation of winning. So it's good. Good times in the prairies. Uh, good t- it's good times everywhere. Life's what you make it. Yeah. But this is like where we got a little overwhelmed a couple of weeks ago. Remember, it was, it was like everybody was pulling us in every direction. For instance, text from the 639 here on the Prairie Mobile text line. Hey, Rod Squad, hope you enjoyed Saskatoon. Another win for the football dogs who are starting to roll. Big game at Manitoba next week for first place. U Sports Football is back. Signed, Trevor. See what I mean? Sports is back. People are going everywhere. It's a lot to try to keep your eye on the ball on everything. I did have a hockey guy call me yesterday regarding the COVID outbreak on the University of Regina Cougars hockey team, which canceled their game Saturday night against Mike Babcock's Huskies. And he said it was only two players and the coach. They felt fine. It was a positive test on three guys. canceled the whole game. And I'm like, well... It's not just Canadian sports like the Devontae Adams and the Green Bay Packers and the Penguins had an outbreak here a couple weeks ago. Holy smokes. Not quite sure how I went down that road. Just an interesting time in sports. Hey, here's a good one. Wayne and Victoria writes in, isn't it still too early to pick playoff teams in the NHL? How about no? It's never too early to pick playoff teams in the National Hockey League. Last I checked, this is Canada. Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says, nobody wants more than a minute of Leafs talk. That's why I gave Moose 90 seconds, and then we're moving on. See what I did there? Yes. Do you have a thought on poor quarterback play in the Canadian Football League? While we're sitting here, uh, just on one side, Tank in the Energy City says the CFL isn't having great games right now. The NHL should have precedence over the CFL as of now. But I'd listen to whatever is on the docket on the show. Comment of the day. How be we do the talking and everybody sit back and be entertained? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? That was kind of the plan when we got into this thing together. That's how we drew it up. Uh, and one more. Janice, watching on YouTube, says, Come on, Oiler fans are already planning their Stanley Cup parade. That's just the distinct difference between what I was saying was, let the fans do whatever they're going to do. It's the teams, I wonder, if they're panicking internally or getting too excited. You know Dave Tippett in Edmonton is not getting excited about anything. He's picking out every mistake the Oilers are making because that's what cost them in the playoffs last year. The attention to, actually the last two years, the attention to detail that completely unraveled in the playoffs. That's Dave Tippett's job. I'm talking about, you know, the fans are overreacting. The coach has got it right. And as far as Sheldon Keep, I don't know, that's your team. 60 seconds or less. Quarterback play in the CFL. Is it as bad as they say? And if so, does it need to be remedied? I don't think we've all of a sudden got bad quarterbacks in the Canadian football. No, I don't think so either. And lots of great, every team, I think, has a great quarterback, has a good quarterback. I really believe that. Um, it's, whether it's taking the year off is still catching up with them. 
But the defenses have a leg up in a big way. I mean, it's not like we're sitting here and every ball is hitting the dirt three feet in front of the receiver or they're sailing three feet over top of the receiver's head every time. Um, the defenses have a leg up. And you kind of thought that would, would be the case because when you haven't played and you don't have the, the time to practice and you're not in that rhythm and you don't have that chemistry, defense can just pin their ears back and go. You can line up man on man and just go, right? Um, the offense needs to be on the same page with all of your schemes and all of your assignments. It's a little easier to play schoolyard football on the defensive side of the football, I think, than, uh, than it is on offense. So I think that's it. The defenses just have the leg up, and the offenses just haven't had enough time. And that's what happens when you miss a whole season. No preseason. It's yeah. been a weird year. Been a weird year. It's got a text from an insider who says the Edmonton Elks have officially announced the trade. Nick Fatty Arbuckle is going from the Toronto Argonauts to the Edmonton Elks. Well, UCFL fans are going to love this. The sports doctor from Winnipeg joins us next. We're going to talk bombers. We're going to talk jets. If you don't like it, go watch something else. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues and... It's official. The teams have announced it. The Edmonton Elks and the Toronto Argonauts hooking up in a trade today. Quarterback Nick Arbuckle going from Toronto to Edmonton. Third round pick going the other way. Craig Campbell's watching in southern Ontario. And uh, from the Hockey Hall of Fame, he says, it's painful seeing the CFL quarterback carousel continue. And that was kind of my thing. When I saw the notification first this morning, I'm like, what? Why? Why are they doing this? We're talking NHL and CFL with our next guest, uh, the good uh, sports doctor out of Winnipeg, David Patrician. And Dave, before we get into the dominance of the Bombers, this, the run of the Jets, how do you feel about these trades that's going on with quarterbacks in the CFL right now? Confused as me? Yeah, a, a little bit. I mean, I think Montreal and uh, Toronto are both in playoff contention. And, you know, the uh, Trevor Harris thing, to me, seems like a salary dump and he wasn't getting along. And they probably... Probably all the reports that we've heard and you've documented too. There's a lot of problems in Edmonton in the locker room. So, you know, maybe um, by getting the broom out a little bit, they think they're thing. I think the the Edmonton problems go way worse than the locker room. I don't know if the head coach, it doesn't seem like he even knows what he's doing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, that's what I think. I think, you know, Montreal and Toronto are both in playoff contention. So, you know, they think they're making their teams better. Like you say, it makes sense for them, not as much necessarily for Edmonton. I got you. So listen, Winnipeg's the place to be. The Bombers 9-1 and one, clinched first uh, for the first time, the earliest since, what, 1972? The Jets have points in three straight. Are you guys finally happy over there? Well, in terms of Blue Bomber fans, we are. Um, uh, the, even though, you know, you might say the crowd was a little bit light on a Saturday night. They had a Winnipeg Jets game across the city at the same time. It is October. Winnipeg, um, I wrote in the Manitoba Post uh, over the weekend that Manitoba fans are a particular bunch, a peculiar bunch, rather. Um, when a few years ago, when they were having trouble getting rid of some seats at uh, 
IG fielders goes, oh, Bomber's going to lose. Now, when you talk to somebody going to the game, no, no, they're going to win. <laughs> so uh, which, which which one is it? You know, I think uh, you got to get out there. I think uh, I think it's a tough order for for selling the next home game against Montreal, which is another Saturday night tilt at uh, six o'clock start. We're now pushing November, and uh, it's a pretty tall order for the like you said, first time since 1972. The Western Final going to be in December the fifth, three thirty start. So you know, in December that's pretty much sundown. So um, Toronto Maple Leafs are playing across the city against the Winnipeg Jets that night as well. So um, we're going to have uh, some tough time selling that selling that game. And it's just not because of the team. I, it, it's a lot of weather, a lot of factors. I mean, But, you know, if you are a Blue Bomber fan, you need to go to the playoff game. Like any, any playoff game in the Canadian Football League. And we've seen that for years. The, the notable exception is Saskatchewan. Uh, for the last few years, the playoff games have been packed. But you know, I can do. I can go back to the days of the '80s, and when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were on the East Division, uh, and we had some East Finals, we had some East Semifinals, and and uh, there was just nobody showing up because it's you know the potential for minus twenty with the wind chill is there. No kidding. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm enjoying watching this historical dominance of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think the rest of the fans across the country are thinking it's a little much, but I get where you guys are as a fan base. You're like, uh, this is great. You, you <laughs> keep the pedal to the metal, of course. But are you hearing this? People are bringing up the 1989 Edmonton Eskimos, 16-2, on their way to being the best team in CFL history, upset in the West Final, as you know by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Are you hearing that at all in Winnipeg, that you're getting so far out in front that come playoff time, you could stub your toe? Has that been brought up at all? It has not been brought up at all in uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, they they said that there was a few people saying that prior to uh, Saturday's game against the BC Lions, but that didn't work out like that. Um, you've seen uh, the dominance over the BC Lions. You've seen the dominance in these games. You see how not only did we pitch a perfect shutout on um, Saturday night, but the Bombers have lo- allowed six points in the last how many games nine games or so in the fourth quarter in their games are actually since the uh, the toronto game like so this team is clicking and on cylinders and it's going to be a challenge for mike o'shea to keep people focused uh because you know really the next three games are meaningless um because they have clinched first place so you know maybe uh cut back a little bit on the practices and use your use your 60 minute games the next three for practices i i don't know what the, the solution is but it hasn't haven't been brought up before you know we've seen that in football before we've seen teams cruise before and we've seen you know there was in 2011 the bombers were seven and one going into labor day and then they just crashed and ended up in the gray cup and got destroyed by bc so there's always that thing in the back of your head that yeah you know maybe you are getting too good maybe you are getting cocky 2011 was of course swaggerville and we all know what happened there and after uh coach um richard harris passed away so i think the coaching staff uh the general manager Fans in Winnipeg, people in restaurants and stuff need to keep the team focused and uh, saying that we got to win these next few games uh, and and keep that pressure on. Um, you know, it's hard enough going into a bye week with playoffs, let alone three meaningless games. So the eye has to be kept on the football. Dave, we only have three minutes left, and i got two questions for you. The Jets and Ducks will wrap up their miniseries to open this season uh, tonight. Uh, the Jets finally got back on the snide. What, what's the real Jets, do you think? The ones that were winless in their opening three or the ones that have points in their last three? Pretty hard to say. I mean, the um, first couple of games on the road, uh, the Jets looked awful. Connor Hellebuck looked awful. 
Uh, there was just, it was uncharacteristic of the team to play that poorly. Um, and the goaltending, the goaltending, you know, former Vesna Trophy winner. Uh, we saw a little bit of an improvement in Minnesota, uh, except, except for dumping a big lead. And uh, they came out flying in a few games in Winnipeg. So I think, you know, they've got a couple of guys still sitting out. Blake Wheeler, the captain, Mark Scheifele, the alternate captain um, in COVID protocol. So, you know, it's a great time of the year to kind of get some different players, some different line combinations, and some give some Manitoba Moose players time to shine. Um, we're we're going to see tonight. We're going to see if this is a, this team was for real. Can they come back out? Can they bounce nicely? And like you said, the best two out of three with Anaheim. Hey, and listen, uh, we're big fans of the Winnipeg guys here. Real big fans of the Winnipeg guys. And if you guys aren't paying attention, they're 9-0 and <laughs> to start the season. Somebody asked me last night at a Lethbridge, they're like, who's the best team in the East? I said, it's Winnipeg and then everybody else. Is anybody talking about the ice in your town? Absolutely. I mean, we we lost our radio sports station. Um, so, I mean, the, 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 the focus has been on the Winnipeg Jets and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And to a lesser extent, the Manitoba Moose, because, you know, they kicked off their season. But, you know, the newspapers uh, and a lot of stuff, there's a lot of coverage going on about the uh, the Winnipeg Ice, and it's been a tremendous start. I mean, there was a buzz all off season. This is a very hardworking, grassroots team that um, that would be out at, um, you know, not really at malls, but there'd be businesses. You can see that businesses supported them. Um, even before they kicked off the season, before covid they were out at every golf tournament, and they were they were really working the room, so to speak. And uh, so this created a buzz. Um, and then, of course, last season being you know pretty much a, a write off, but man, to come out of the gate too. So it's a pretty good time to be a, a sports fan here in Winnipeg right now. Absolutely, no doubt. And uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. They've been very aggressive with us, giving us tickets to give away, putting their players on. And uh, I'm glad to hear that they are making moving the needle in the Manitoba capital. Dave, we covered a lot, my friend. The Guy Fieri comments are coming in. How often in your life do the Guy Fieri... How often, It's just like Ted Lasso and Jason Sedeike. DuPont gets it every day. How often do you get the Guy Fieri comments? I get a lot, especially with posted pictures. Uh, people that really don't know me and when, when people... Um, you know, I'm in Blue Bomber gear today and, and I don't have my sunglasses on, but uh, we, we, could, we, we, we like the doppelganger thing. We like that. Of course. All right, David, my best. Thanks for the time. Thank you. The sports doctor, Dave Patrician, joining us from the Manitoba capital, the Slurpee capital. We'll be right back to the bunker, broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle in a moment. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. your opinions now we won't victimize you unless you really deserve it now back to your host rod peterson hey welcome back everybody we're gonna jump into a sports update here then viewer takeover and then the moose will come back in hour two uh ryan malone will be joining us then former pittsburgh penguin uh he's got a lot of things he'd like to discuss coming up in hour two Brady writes us on the Prairie Mobile text line. He says, hey, Rod, is the text line still lost? No, Brady, we solved that within 20 minutes yesterday. It was hiding in a compartment of my vehicle, my capital GMC terrain. 
So Brady writes it on Facebook, and he says, uh, Pete Carroll isn't the right head coach for the job. We need a new defensive coordinator. He's talking about the Seahawks, by the way. And we need to stop running the ball eight times in a row. All-out crap show of a team from top to bottom. I don't think Russ stays if Pete Carroll isn't gone. And Brady goes on to say, Habs hopefully will carry on from Saturday's game tonight. You got to admire the passion. And the Habs tonight are at the Seattle Kraken, by the way. And speaking of that, my laptop has taken a dump, but I was able to call up the sports break on my phone. So game one of the World Series goes tonight in Houston, where the American League champion Astros will welcome the National League champion Atlanta Braves. 608 Mountain first pitch. The Astros are looking for their second MLB championship after winning the World Series in 2017. The Braves last won it all in 1995. Don't we all remember it? The Vancouver Canucks play their home opener tonight as they welcome the Minnesota Wild to Rogers Arena. The Canucks opened the NHL season with a six-game roadie. It'll be the Canucks' first game in front of fans in nearly 600 days after they played home games in an empty arena last season due to COVID-19. I think that would be worth watching and just realized I won't be able to because I will be broadcasting the Notre Dame Hounds and Melford Mustangs tonight at the dunk. Eh, maybe I can get home in time to catch the end of it. The Red Hot Calgary Flames are on the road to take on the New Jersey Devils tonight. The Flames have won three in a row, coming off a 5-1 road win over the Rangers on Monday night. Elsewhere, Montreal visits Seattle tonight, as we mentioned, and the Winnipeg Jets visit Anaheim. The Canadian women's soccer team continues its celebration tour with a friendly against New Zealand tonight in Montreal. The Canadians are coming off a 5-1 win over the New Zealand on Saturday night in Ottawa. And Canada's Olympic curling pre-trials continue today in Liverpool, Nova Scotia. The top two men's teams and top two women's teams in the field will advance to the 2021 Olympic curling trials next month in Saskatoon. This morning's early draw features a match between Krista McCarville and Jacqueline Harrison, who won their opening matches on Monday. Is Ryan there, guys? He is, right? Our technical producer, Ryan, is there. And Sean, too, right? The IKS crew is uh, out there in Liverpool, Nova Scotia, helping out with the broadcast. I didn't even know that there was a Liverpool, Nova Scotia. See what uh, sports does for putting communities on the map? It's unbelievable. This sports update is a good one, and it's brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. And book your group or business Christmas party now. Ballers Rec Room. And also brought to you by the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to get the CFL games put on because they'll have them on. And for Red Bull Canada... Red Bill gives you wings. We're going to top up the caliber coffee. Come back an hour or two with the Moose, Ryan Malone, NHL alum, and more of you. Stick around after this break here on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.